What's up, my aliens disguised as human beings? I hope you're enjoying your human experience. If not, it's time to change that and start enjoying it because, quite frankly, it's the gift of the present day. Every day we get the joy of driving these human vessels through this world and we get to experience it in in its fullest. Let's hop into that because I've been reading a book called um, Fingerprints of the Gods by Graham Hancock. Um, Beautiful freaking book, and I'm not even that far into it. And what um, has already been talked about in this book is enough for me to get on here and start jabbering away about the information I've learned, info dumping everything, and then breaking down my weird alien thoughts about what I feel or what I can add to uh, based on the education I have and the knowledge that I have. Oh, everybody sit down, relax, because we're about to go back into fucking time. Are you ready? Okay, so pretty much how this book has started and um, is is through maps. So we look at the 1513 map by um, Desi Reese or something like that, or Piri Reese. And anyways, the 1513 map, and then there's another map, um, 1539, um, 80, that show um, indications that there were prior maps used to create the map of the world back then. And that the tools that whatever map had been created with um, prior to these people who were discovering and creating these maps at in the 1500s, they, it's clear to scientists, map allographists, that's totally made up, uh, people who um, study this stuff, right? They have extensively studied these maps and they've, dis- they've made the conclusion that there's no possible way that these guys that were developing these maps in the 1500s, and there's even an earlier one that was more like in the thousands, AD, um, that there's no way they could have been developing these with the technology they had then. And the reason that they've discovered this is because the indications show that first, the one, the biggest one is Antarctica, and how um, I believe in the 1513 map, and in the 1539 map, which I'd have to go back and look, there's a lot of information. So I apologize if I'm butchering this. Please read it. It would be great. But uh, so they show that Antarctica did not have ice on it. And it really was more like two islands uh, or like it was separated by this where like the giant glaciers there, that used to be more like a stream or um, a flowing body of water. And... Also, they discovered that the longitude and latitude for certain countries on these different maps that were found from totally different points around the world indicated the correct latitude and longitude. And needless to say, they didn't create the the technology to do this until the 1800s. And it took years for them, like 40 years, to perfect a a, um, device that could keep time accurately enough within a few seconds for several several days so that they could collect the right um data 
So they immediately, like, there's a bunch of uh, questions, right? Because it's like, how the hell did they, like, this isn't a coincidence that three, four different maps, I believe there might even been a fifth one that, that we've been able to recover, have proven that they had the correct longitude and latitude and that at some point, like Antarctica, it was before Antarctica was frozen. So it was obviously somehow passed down information. How? So, um... Graham Hancock went to Peru, which is where there's these, like, crazy fucking gigantic stone um, pieces, sculptures, something, right? So, they're these, like, like one's, like, a 300 or 400-foot spider. Another one is um, a monkey, this giant monkey made out of these gigantic, um, huge stones, and... Then there's, like, all these different shapes, like, rectangles and really precise um, triangles. And they and so he went there, and he went overhead. So he, took, he went up in a helicopter, and he started looking. And from different um, feet up, you could see different... And I actually looked it up myself on YouTube uh, with somebody flying over top of it. It's like the... Um, Naz, Nazca, N-A-Z-C-A, um, if you want to look it up, um, like the Naza, I don't even remember what I looked up, the Naza stone, or, uh, yeah, I don't know, but the, the monkey that is like this 400, or I'm sorry, the spider that is like this 400 feet gigantic stone spider, they have concluded, and by they, I mean scientists and people that this doctor, um, Dr. Phyllis, an astronomer, um, after making an intensive computer aid study of the cellular alignment at Nazca, or Nazca, sorry if I'm butchering that, um, she has uh, concluded that the famous spider figure was devised as a terrestrial diagram of the giant constellation of Oron. Um, And then later it talks about more specifically is that the spider was like, it can only be found in a a remote, inaccessible, inaccessible part of the Amazon rainforest. So it's like, how the hell did the, did, Whoever created that, like, have, like, know this spider, and why the fuck did they make it so big, and how the fuck did they make it so big, and they have these, like, ideas that the, um, gigantic, the stones that are laid out for miles and miles and miles on the perfect latitude and everything is, like, some type of a runway or landing, but then other people don't agree with it, so it's like, what the fuck is going on, right, um, so basically, it gets into talking about um, the Inca, Inca uh, civilization who um, kind of is where this, this Nazca scenery like has originated from. And so there's like this uh, tribe, I guess, or culture, whatever you want to consider them. And basically, right now, it's I'm reading about... Um, this bearded stranger that uh, all of the world kind of all these really dated 
structures and text that they're able to break down um have kind of started talking about this bearded stranger and i mean we're talking about like like forever ago it's so much information and it's so crazy um because it makes you wonder so if these structures are so fucking huge and the only way that you can view them because like i was talking about earlier as you were going up in the helicopter like you started to depict and to see almost as if like um we were to do a model and you were to zoom in on the model and then as you zoomed out like you were able to see different pieces of like the artwork or whatever and then like the further away you got like you got a different perspective of it like that's what and that's how graham hamcock um is describing his experience even of being in the helicopter the further he got away and the bigger he was able to see different things um he had a different experience a different feeling even in like a different perspective than when they got up closer and they actually seen like the detail and they seen like actually how big each of those structures are and like you know it's just it it it's insane to think about what that world, what that civilization that put those there looked like and what technology and, and they were able to have access to. And also, I think the biggest question is like, why? You know, why did they build these gigantic stone structures? What did they use them for? I have this like pull thought that's not my own thought. It's just there. It's like information. It's like, here's why. Like, I, like, because as I'm asking these questions, it's like something's putting this information and saying, here's why. Um, what this here why is saying in my head is that there's some type of an energy pull. And so the way that they were able to use the earth in the um, latitude and longitude and the way that the earth at that point was spinning on its axis probably created a certain amount of energy, which if they placed this stone, which I think it was even like a special type of stone, um, if they placed it in these certain angles and these certain specific, you know, and, and, and I think that this other intelligent, uh, living rather it was, um, living as us as in like flesh or rather it's in a totally different form of of um of way to communicate and um one of the inca what i guess that was getting at was one of the incas that they talk about this bearded stranger and um uh they most the name is there's many different names but literally the depiction and there's like different civilizations even around the world that they had found that that talk about this um this legend being um and it's v-i-r-a-c-o-c-h-a uh viracocha i believe is how you say it but i could be totally wrong but um one of the things I'd highlighted, one of the descriptions that uh, somebody had given um, back in like the six, 60th century Spanish, um, it was a bearded man of medium height dressed in rather a long cloak. He was past his prime with gray hair. He was lean. He walked with a staff. He addressed the natives with love, calling them his sons and daughters. As he traveled all the land, he worked miracles. He healed the sick by touch. He spoke every tongue even better than the natives. They called him, um, apologize, I'm going to butcher this probably, Thanupa or Tarpaka. 
Viracochoa rapacha or and then there's another name um and and then there's like several different dis- depictions of him um but that's pretty much where I'm where I'm at right now but what's interesting about that is that there's there's different civilizations or there's different around the whole world kind of that are talking about this this being um that pretty much showed in the same way because you got to think like the Incas in in Spanish uh uh the, the Spanish um they're they're darker skinned you know so for them to be holding on to a what they considered a caucasian um right it it makes you wonder like that's odd you know that's up for question not that not that it's odd that like a caucasian's hanging out no what's odd is that at the time right with the knowledge that we have currently with the idea that i think we hold in the world that would be considered how right how is and and how is this being like also portrayed around like kind of the world we're seeing like we're seeing so um and i could be depicting this wrong and so don't i mean again i'm just an idiot that's reading a book that's telling you the information about the book so and then again applying what my brain's like hey talk about this so i was meditating earlier and i was thinking about all this information and i kind of just myself go and I kind of just was like hey uh show me what it was like like show me what how those how those stones got built and it's kind of like I totally let myself go and I was like a giant like a huge giant like I was like super tall and like the Amazon forest like like comparing myself to those trees like I was almost as tall as like the tallest tree in the Amazon at the time and there was this this thing above that was just telling me where to place and how to do things. And like I was a tribe leader of these like giants. And I like in, in any flashback I have of history, and I don't know if it's a past life, if it's my brain just being creative or if it's actually like an intelligent source, like giving me information of things I've did. I don't know. <laughs> but every time it's I'm always in a leadership position, I'm always leading a group, a tribe. And I'm mostly male in most of them. Sometimes I've been a female. But in this particular one, I believe I was more of a masculine role, kind of guiding these big giants in my family and my tribe. Like, to like we were, like, it, I had this feeling of being a slave to these gods that were demanding us to do these things. And so there was, like that feeling of they're telling us what to do like we don't really have this much freedom like we're being controlled but like we had to do it and i had to like get my people like my my giants to do this and basically like we didn't understand at all what the capacity of what was actually like what they were doing and why they were having us create these sculptures and like why i had to be so precision Right. And like, these are just all the thoughts that are coming to me, like as if I got into the head of this giant that was fucking fed up with these gods and he was pissed and he's like, I'm sick of this. Like my family's suffering. Like he was just annoyed. And that's just the feeling that I got. Um, and then my meditation was kind of over. So that's, that's all I really got from that. But it makes me wonder like what, again, what that civilization would have looked like. And I think it would have been, um, they would have been able to cover ground much, much quickly. I mean, as big as I was, like, it would not be hard to cover miles within a few seconds. Easy. As big as, as big as I was. 
And so it makes you wonder if, like, the world didn't start with, like, these these giants. I also feel like whatever these other beings were had the capability to, like, make things big and make things small. (laughs) Like, they could, they could, like, amp up a code somehow and they could, like, make it grow. They could, like, duplicate and duplicate and duplicate somehow the codes. They could, like, fuck with them. And they could make, like, giants. They could make, like, giant fucking people that they could control, that they could be like, all right, you're going to work for me now because I have, you know, things for you to do. And that would make total sense, like, in how a lot of things would have got built. Like, I don't know if that's even true <laughs> um, back then. So that's that's one of like the thought process the other one is is that i believe these beings totally understood geometry first of all and that's kind of what they're concluding and and that they understood energy and they understood completely the complexity of what this world actually was so you'd have to assume that they understand like the dynamics of how it was created so is this is these beings like semi the creator or do they just understand how the creation works i don't know um but it just, it, you know, it's interesting because it talks about this bearded, uh, the, the guy that, that they just, they describe as coming down and like being, um, what I call, what was his name? Ver, Ver Car, Karna. Um, it's interesting that it, they, they talk about how he pretty much this being this, this per, per, person, this guy, this old man came down and he was teaching right like at one point it talks about like the things like he was teaching them like how to kind of be a civilization and and so it's almost like if this is true whatever and and this person is somewhat the creator or working for the creator or however it works comes down and is basically like coming to the people that he's overseeing you know so i again if we think about it as like a computer system it's the only thing i could and i think technology gives us that that advantage if we think about it as a computer system and we are overseeing a project but we are completely in charge of the project or we're like we're up in management and we're overseeing it we're able to kind of intervene and so i think anytime it's gotten to the point right because it talks about how the people right he had come down and he was like you know trying to teach everything and they were like wanted to kill him and as they were like gonna kill him he like you know reached out like his hands up in the sky and like all of a sudden there was like fire like a ring of fire everywhere and that's how like the foma sea um is also another name for that reason so it makes, makes me wonder, you know, more about, you know, and especially if we want to talk about organized religion, like, it's easy, I think, for me anyways, to see how organized religion could come from, you know, depictions and stories and somebody, again, a businessman taking it and running with it. And um, if I if I could just jump real quick, because I've also been continuing reading um, Robert Kennedy's book about the uh, real truth about Dr. Fauci, COVID, Bill Gates, all that, Big Pharma, Big Pharma. And um, a lot of the ways religion works, uh, we've also seen a certain character within um, and holding a very high position work as well and take uh, take people at innocence and tell them one thing that's a complete that's a kind of a complete lie because they they really only have taken a structure that they've seen work and they've applied 
the data that needs to fill it to make it work, whether it's true or not true. And what I've learned from COVID and what I've learned from reading this book um, so far is that the past like 30, 40 years um, has really hurt human beings. And it's hurt us genetically and it's hurt us mentally. And if we don't right now start taking care of our bodies, start paying more attention to what we're putting into them, stop letting our jobs in in life that like unless unless you're like I don't know where I'm gonna stay tonight and I don't have any food like unless you're at that survival point in your life you should not stress about materialistic things about about anything like just deal with it as a, as a human and learn how to live the experience because that's why we're here and we're here to build and create I think and have opportunity um However, I think that there is um, a side of people, of humans, that if not properly nourished and taken care of in an early, as early as childhood or fixed later on in adulthood, I do believe there are repercussions. And I think that is, again, where we get all of our situations, all of our upsets, all of our wars is from people who can't let something go, people who can't see a bigger picture for the well-being of everybody. They only see it as themselves. And I feel like we need to kind of quit blaming people in position of power that have had major cultural influence and impact and who have lied to us for decades and have held 50-year positions that have had full power and to change the course for themselves. I don't think we need to blame them. I think we need to hold them accountable. I think we need to take all the information that we can gather and collect on these individuals and we need to use our just judicial system and we need to do what we would do to any other any other person that would commit horrible crime you know if you kill somebody rather it's through physically i slit you in the throat with my knife or it's i gave you something a substance in some type of way rather it was orally rather i injected it into you with even you knowing if it killed you i killed you because i gave it to you and holding yourself accountable, right? If I created something, right? If I created a lotion and I learned that that lotion killed people, but I also learned that if I didn't let people know that it, like eventually it killed them and I could just sell a whole bunch of it because people are going to really like it (laughs) and make some money off of it. And, and then I'll just make something else up, (laughs) you know, make something else that maybe won't necessarily kill them right at first, but eventually it will. Um, and the way I'm going to do this is because I'm going to make sure that, so how am I going to get the lotion, um, through what need, you know, through the, through the checkoffs? Well, I'm going to figure out a way how to employ people who believe in in what I want to do, which is make a lot of money. And I'm going to put them in those positions. I'm going to make sure that I have people that I'm going to take care of secretly so that they're working for me. Because if my point, if my goal in life is to like have a bunch of money and I don't care if I have to kill people to do it, I want power and I want money because I'm, I'm really greedy. I'm going to do anything in my position to get my lotion to get pushed through so that people can, can start buying it. Right. And, and how I'm going to get this lotion 
um, I'm, I'm going to find a way how to make uh, somebody else pay for it. So I'm not going to pay for it. Um, I'm actually going to just take it right out of the pockets of the American people, right? Because I'm going to get on another board that I can get a grant or whatever to make this lotion, right? Because I'm going to say it has medical purposes, even though it doesn't, it has nothing to do, but I'm going to state that it does. And now I'm going to get in in cahoots with pharma and I'm going to say, pharma, listen, I have a lotion that I know people are going to want to buy because I can market it and I can do this and I can do that. And I have all these people that are going to push it through really quickly. It's super cheap to make. We can call it medicated. We, right. I don't know if this has happened. I'm just saying like, I mean, I do know that this has happened. It's with a totally different example and there's several different examples, but this is just like, if I wanted to be powerful, I would do anything I could. I wouldn't care about anybody. It would be about me. Now, the scary thing is, if you think about that mindset and that type of a person, like, that's who essentially is in powerful positions right now. That mindset. And they've been there for years, decades. And, and they've had such a greedy, dirty plan that they've made billions of trillions, like billions and billions and billions of dollars. of and, and they've taken tax people's. So anybody that's ever paid into federal taxes, your money has been taken. It has been used to create products. Look them up of what products have been created. They've been distributed back to you, the taxpayer. And you've had to pay for those said products that were made with your money. And you've had to pay almost a thousand percent, five hundred percent, two hundred percent more the price than it cost for you technically with your money to make it. Now if if any investor were to invest in something, you're not going to invest. Right? Like if if you make a thousand dollars and they take federal tax takes 10%, you're not going to invest $100 every thousand that you make to have to end up paying $300 for your product. It makes no sense, right? Like, I'm not going to pay you $100 to make a product that I have to pay $300 to have or 400, right? Or my insurance has to cover it. And even though they don't cover all of it because you've racked the price up so much, I still have to pay for this product. It's bonkers. The only person that wins is the person that's making all the money and that's doing the dirty filtering. And then we're paying for a product way more than it costs for it to be made, we pay for that product, and then it hurts us. It gives us cancer. It kills our vital organs. It kills our um, immune systems. Is how you know it creates all sorts of kind of more problems than it does good. And it's been proven, right? But the, pu- the public has not been informed because the agenda is about making money. And so it's not about public health. It's about how much money we can make. And that's not a fucking conspiracy, by the way. That's a proven fucking fact. And I've been looking the data up. I, I, I've been reading this book, and every every time there's like a hyperlink, like I've been clicking on it, I've been reading it, I've been looking through these pages, I've been double-checking the data, where's the source coming from? It's fucking legit. It's and, and when you Google it, it's so funny because when you Google stuff, like, I can't fucking find this shit on Google. And people are like, oh, that means it's not real. No, that means that it's suppressed. That means that it's not publicly put right there. Like, you have to search for this shit because they don't want, they being anybody that has their hand in suppressing information for power, for greed, for to make people less knowledgeable 
right? It's all for the wrong reasons. And if the people that want to say it's a conspiracy are the ones that are the ones who are buying into that it's fine, it's good, it's great. The government is protecting us, don't worry about it, blah, 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 blah. Like, the government has had a president killed. The government has had information from its people suppressed. It has lied to its people to make money off of its people. And it's continuing to keep lying. And no, nothing's being done about it. Media is, is 100% in on it. They're obviously getting paid. And if they don't fit the model, if they don't fit what they want, the narrative to be, they get rid of them. And that's proven. And people have spoke out about it. News, news editors have spoke out about it. People that have been suppressed have spoke out about it. People that get taken off platforms because they have stated information that is factual have been taken off because that's, that, that's being suppressed. Freedom of speech is being, is being um, eliminated through social media and through media in general, newspapers. And there are still places and sources that, yes, it is being linked and they're being created, but they're not at a rate of the public. They're at a rate of, of individuals who are, are noticing and who are being observant and um, who, are, who are choosing to go, this is fucked up. So one of the things that kind of got mentioned is how they believe that um, the society got fucked is it talks about um in the inca uh information that they hold let's just go with that that covers it talks about how like the sea foam god um vericarta all the other names they called this bearded man right how i believe and i pretty sure but i don't want to spend too much time it was a anyways a very powerful god right was ultimately didn't like what the people were doing because they're trying to kill each other they just were doing bad things like and they um like the civilization was was crumbling due to somehow of of intelligence is what they've kind of been able to conclude and it makes you wonder if um, because of greed and because of uh, people who were trying to have too much power, right? I mean, you're trying to kill somebody who is obviously a very powerful force, right? And knows information that you have no idea about and can heal people. And like, why would, why would some people like in, in the stories are so accurate all over the place that there's no way they could have been able in their, in different time frames. Like there's no way certain stories could have been able to cross over at the time to like communicate. So therefore these events actually had like had to have happened in some way, shape or form. And these have to be somewhat truths within right so you're able to depict that the similarities that we are able to actually have in document actually have right there in front of us to go to these sites to look at them to see the similarities to see the way that the geometry buildings were in the structures were built here and then to go all the way across the world and to see the similarities and how there's like these gold sheets laid that were similar here than they were all the way across and like the latitude and how they sit on the same like all these cannot just be coincidences and i think we have to allow ourselves to put ourselves away and to step into that 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 other glass that higher piece and to be able to look at this and go something's really here and 
There's a reason that these civilizations haven't lasted. There's a reason that bits and pieces have been left behind and that there's other pieces that have been completely destroyed. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily just by coincidence. I think that there's, there is some evidence in what these people were saying. And also, if they were doing a bunch of psychedelics, which is kind of what I think this book's also about a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they were doing psychedelics and stuff, they were having, like, crazy other experiences that 90% of the population probably hasn't had, or at least in America, I I feel like most Americans have not had a real experience to talk to God through psychedelics. And these guys probably, um, we're going to find out we're doing them a lot. And so they were also having um, these experiences. So obviously the Amazon is a big, because a lot of um, things come from the Amazon and, um, and, and they resonate all over the world. So it just, it's interesting. <laughs> and I'm uh, trying to relate it to today. And it's like, if if a being far back when really just wanted to teach love and to teach how to like work together and like, that's beautiful. And it's like people who preach that and are like, yeah, I just want to work. And people like, I just want to work together. I just want to love you. I just want to like be able to laugh with you and like enjoy your presence as a human being, people are like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Why? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you think that you can just have world peace? Yeah, absolutely. No, you can't. You can't have world peace. Like, why can't we have world peace? Well, because if you had world peace, then we couldn't, we couldn't, we, we couldn't have war. Like, exactly. War's not good. Yeah, but, but we need war. War is manly shit, and we need to kill people because they have wronged us. No, we need to educate children and love them and teach them to be themselves and to follow their passions and to help others. And I could keep going. Do you see my point? We need to change our behavior or essentially our society is just going to be wiped out. And at this point, like if no one's going to listen and like start relearning and being like, okay, like maybe like what if we did just love each other? Like what if like I did just support you? Like what if I did just become happy with myself so that I could, you know, love other people as myself, right? Like that's so crazy. Uh, what would that world look like? And if it doesn't happen, then what's going to happen? Because obviously um, this force is not going to let its world just be blown up. And I think that is where it would step in because I don't, I don't know, unless maybe it's like, man, fuck you. I've been, I've been helping you guys for thousands of fucking years and you guys just don't get it. So I'm just going to let you this time. I'm just going to let you blow the world up. Like, I hope not. I hope like, <laughs> you know, I hope there's enough people who, uh, are really connected with with this higher intelligence of sorts and are like, hey, listen, um, we're not with them. They just look like us. <laughs> and um, we really would like the earth to be peaceful. And they're really just, they're fucking it up. And they're making it really hard for us to have a good time. Like, I just want to smoke weed, do psychedelics, go hunting, hang out with friends and be baked all day and take care of people. Take, I'll take care of the elderly. I call it. I got it. Give me all the elderly people. I'm going to get them all stoned. We're going to have a dog and cat service and children. And we're just going to be this big, giant, happy uh, daycare where we watch all of the beings. <laughs> and, then, and then the middle-aged beings that have the energy and the ambition. You guys go follow your passions. We'll t- I'll take care of, of all the other people that need to be watched. And we'll educate and we'll build bridges and... 
It'll be beautiful. Like, we'll have elderly with young children and in nature. Ah, oh, what a utopia that would be. But to some people, that's fucking impossible. And that's ridiculous to think about that. And how you could even think about something like that. And people would, people would people take advantage of that. Yeah, you. Your people. Like, because you couldn't just... See my point? No, you probably don't. I'm talking to a certain person in my life that's not in my life that I'm really just arguing with myself about. <laughs> Thank you for listening um, to my ramble jumbleness of my head. And if you do enjoy this, um, thank you. I really just get really baked and just sit here and talk. And I have no fucking clue what I talk about half the time. I mean, I do, but I don't remember it. So thanks for listening, and I hope everybody did one act of kindness, and I hope that it made you feel good, and uh, I hope you can maybe do another act of kindness and maybe step it up a little bit. Um, I I don't really know. Um, I'd have to think about an example that I did because I didn't think about it. Yep, I still have time. I gave myself a week, so I'll come up with something. Love each other, support one another. And uh, let's let's fucking figure this out, because I think we could all agree that we would all just rather be happy at this point and like make love with our partners and raise our children and invent cooler shit than what we're doing and stop being greedy, filthy motherfuckers. But hey, we'll find out with time. Uh, We'll see how it goes. I love everybody that's watching. I really do. If you do watch, I think it's. Crazy action, people listen. I'm so hard. <laughs> Alright, off to do dad shit. Enjoy your day. Peace. Out.